All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony in fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. 
Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, my boo-boo baby bravado babes. How's it going? That's all of it. It's going good. How are you? How was your weekend? Your birthday weekend. Right. <laughs> it was my birthday weekend. I had a good weekend. It was hot as fuck. My God. But a bitch is down 32. What'd it do? Mm-hmm. Um, so um you know our quarantine birthdays you have to create your own experience because there's not much that you can do in california at least right so had a few friends gather for brunch um on saturday my birthday was on sunday but we did the brunch on saturday Mm -hmm. and um it was nice i had a good time the food was good everybody looked amazing and uh yeah that's how i celebrated my birthday this year 30 Mm -hmm. fucking two there it goes. It's going and, down. Uh, yeah. So that was mainly my weekend, just getting stuff together for that. Um, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I, of course, attended the br- attended the brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I went to a sunset sound bath, which was really nice. 
I feel like I was asleep at one point. Like I just dropped into sleep. I'm like, oh shit. I was also drained and tired from being out in the sun. So I think that also made me even more sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know, you just be like, <laughs> right. You know, and then, uh, and then Sunday we just kept it kind of light and easy. Yeah. That's when you officially turned 32. Yeah. So we 4 45 a.m. to be exact. Yeah. Chilled for a little bit, had a little grub, had a little drink. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a little evening bike ride and that was it. That was the weekend. Yeah. A little low key. Yeah. I mean, shit. We're still in quarantine. So I know. I it see New York's is. numbers are going down. I'm like, when are they going to report that California's numbers are going down? Oh, New York's numbers are going down? Yes. I haven't really been tapped into the news at all. I, when they just let us know about the stimulus, that's when I'll tap back in. I'm like, damn. When is this going to end? Who knows? I'm tired. At any rate. Well, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. That's it, right? New week, new tea. That's it. Yeah. Tap in. So, tap, um, tap, tap, tap in. This week or last week in tea, we had Trey Songs caught up in some scandal. <laughs> um, no, couple, Olivia Pope. A couple of women came forward accusing him of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And uh, he denied, 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 denied. He did. Somebody was rubbing his feet on his denial post. I'm like. Now, who's that young lady? Rubbing who's rubbing Trey Song's feet? Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? On is his on? page? Yeah, he was like, y'all, y'all swear, like basically showing how unbothered he was. Somebody was oh, rubbing his feet. It was a video. Yeah, like a little boomerang or like a little something light. I'm like, what is happening here? Most people just do the iOS press release. Trigger. I'm like, why does she have to be rubbing the toes? So the thing is, um, some women came forward. I really didn't look that deep into it, but it did circle back around. We remember when Kiki Palmer, yes, on the Breakfast Club, um, was like she has she's cool off of him because he pressed up on her, mm-hmm. and um, people weren't believing her. And she said exactly what happened. She was like, you know, people never want to believe black women, and the only time people start believing is when white people come forward and they're like, I'm taking you to court, right? And that's what's happening here. They're so, taking him to court. I, yeah, they they're being in co- um, communication with the lawyers Bloom? with lawyers. Oh. Oh, okay, you know. I think it was Lisa Bloom. Lisa Bloom, you know, when they get no, her. No, honestly, involved. I think it was her. Oh, I think wow. that's who Selena is talking to. And my thing is Selena, that the girl, the Black Widow. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm the Black Widow. And my thing is, these motherfuckers are dumb. Yeah, y'all are stupid. She should be blackballed. Yes, like everybody should know not to fuck with her. Offset got caught up with her. Snoop Dogg got caught caught up with everybody. her. Trey Songs, everybody. Like, what the fuck are y'all? You, y'all are stupid as fuck, and I don't feel bad. Once I seen she was like that. Whoever was in his messages, I don't think it's Selena. I think it was her home girl. Somebody was like, "I'm on my period, so I can only suck dick." Like, okay, what type yeah, of I don't know who that? that was. I don't know if that was Selena. I think but that was the homie, the home girl. Yeah, she was like, "I can't fuck." I can. I'm like, Ugh. sit it out. Absolutely not. I am not. I am. Sit it out, sis. Just sit it out. Stay home. And he needs to sit it out. Like. The whole gang. Yeah. It was terrible. And it was all over the place. That's when I was just like, I don't really know what's happening. You know, once they be posting all of that, those slides talking about seat previous. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. (laughs) Yeah. Who, what happened? Are we canceling them? (laughs) <laughs> what, what what's going on? Give me the footnotes. The spark what what notes. the hell is going on? The spark. But our good sis, our good sis Kiki said, 
All you can do is stand in your truth. truth. Yeah. <laughs> stand in your truth. And God will bring and you to the light. And let him handle it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We're going to see how this Trey song shit unfold. Because you know what? Trey has been on the on the up and up. We, I was like, He's okay, been good. Black, activism. But it really, he has like supporting black He's women. He's doing his activism, standing up against the fucking patriarchy. I'm like, okay, um, Trey, that's what we like to see. So now to hear that this news has come out, I'm like, here we go. Right. Another one bites the dust. Mm. Lord. Speaking of another one biting the dust. But the thing is, he had already bit the dust. He did. When Kiki first said what he did. Oh, yeah, I was. I didn't know about that in like detail like that. I really didn't know at all. I didn't really hear it. Shit. So it didn't circle back around and now all the tea has come to light. Yeah. But speaking of biting the dust, that's probably what happened to our sister Megan when she got shot in the foot. Yeah. Feet. In the feet. Oh, both feet? Both feet. I, like, oh, I hell think no. a bullet actually went into one and the other one and like my grazed it. But both feet were affected by the bullet. Okay, hell bullet, no. Bullet, bullets. Yeah, because mm. Megan finally was like, you know what? The nigga Tori shot me. That's she was she- like, Tori shot me because apparently, this is something else that I missed, but Tori's people were going to the blogs, creating lies. Yeah. Because she hadn't blatantly come out and said, Tori shot me. So I guess they were probably manipulating that situation. That storyline, yeah. And uh, she's like, you know what? I'm tired of protecting your ass. Mm-hmm. You shot me for no reason. We weren't at Kylie's house. We were in the car on their way back to the spot that she Meg was staying at. Yep. And they were arguing. She got tired of arguing, so she went to get out of the car and do I don't know what. I don't know what right, you're she Meg planned Estallion. on doing. I don't know if she was gonna call an Uber, call it, get a catch another ride. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When she got out, Tori decided to shoot her. Ass. Open fire. What the fuck? Niggas are crazy. Somebody else said that he has some bitch ass tendencies. He seems like it. Honestly, I don't know truly. who was a mulatto. One of a female rapper, Dream Doll. Somebody had made a freestyle. Dream, Dream Doll. It was Dream Doll. Okay. Um. So you know, he does seem like it. Daystar. That's his biological name. Daystar. Yeah. That's what we're gonna be calling him now. We're gonna be calling him. Daystar. That's what Masika said. She said, "Did somebody say something about Daystar?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, wait, what? The government." Daystar. I don't know if he like caught himself like doing a warning shot like did he aim it at her fucking feet like he probably was just like i was shooting the window i have no clue you know but he's canadian and canadians get he gives me the like vibe that he wants to seem harder than he is to prove like it's all good in probably Canada. like he like, was a loser ass nigga got some fame in the bag and started acting like he was out that too mind. but i'm like bro stop acting like you're just with the shits i mean he's, he's with them but not, not with not them, with them. Right. yeah he, it's a force with them it's forced it's like i gotta be with it so i can prove to y'all that i'm with it so it's sicko mode so of course that was a speculation that tori shot megan but the shit's been confirmed now and so now we're like what's next she said people, she didn't, some people been dragging her i don't know why they're dragging her talking about she snitched and then there's other people who are like, no, she's not a snitch. She's a civilian. This is what people do. Regular people. You only, it's only snitching and shit if you live by the street by code. By the code. By, exactly. The street code. Megan ain't living by no damn street code. She's a regular, upstanding, taxpaying civilian. And period. Motherfucker, the nigga shot me. Shot- and she probably just didn't want to tell them because then it would have turned into something else. Well, that's what she said. She said that she didn't want to say anything because the police were already being aggressive with them. Because yeah. you know how police officers approach the situation. Yeah. So they were already being aggressive with them. She didn't want to say that there was a gun, gun in, in the, the car. car. 
because she didn't want to die or she didn't want she didn't want Tori to die either. She, yeah, she shot. Yeah, you shot me, nigga. But I don't want you to escalate. go be taken out. Yeah. At Sicko. the king's feet. And so she had said she had glass in her feet or something. She lied. She said even when she got to the um hospital, she didn't want to tell them the truth. Yeah. Because we've we're fucking traumatized. We have PTSD dealing with these police officers. So that's why she didn't. Um, what she say turned him into the law to the laws. <laughs> oh my god! That's why she didn't initially say what the fuck was going on. But now they are trying to press charges. Oh, they are. Yes, she's pressing charges. Well, I don't know if she's pressing charges, but the DA is trying to um, ooh, to get Tory's ass, which means he may be getting deported. Ooh, back to Canada he goes. Yeah. Eh? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, the A. Yeah. And I'm like, Tori, you're sick. He is sick. You are sick. They had to have some sort of date and love love affair. Some sick, toxic thing going. It's something sick and toxic. Because, like, why would your homie just shoot? Why would you just get out the car arguing with your homie and he just going to shoot you? That's kind of bizarre. Well, I was telling, you know, I don't know what kind of situations. People be in some sick situations. I was once in a situation where, not a romantic thing, but we had, um... And this was back in the day. I was like 18 or 19, just, you know, to give everybody Reference. context. Yeah. So we were heading um from Vallejo to Oakland to meet up with these girls to fight. So we were in the car. It was like four women in the, in the nigga. One of the girl's cousins came with us. Um, Unbeknownst to us, he has a gun. Oh, my he has God. A gun. You didn't. We going to hand to hand combat and you bring <laughs> this a was weapon. Not, this was not discussed. We didn't know he had a gun. We didn't ask oh him to bring a God. gun. We were just coming to use our fists. Yes. Maybe feet. The hand to you know, hand. Period. Oh, my God. Shoulders. From the shoulders. Oh, God. So, as soon as we we um, we met at... um, He airing out. Y'all pull up. He was waving the gun. We the were pistol. at Eastmont. We met in the parking lot at the little mall. And uh, oh. as soon as we get out the car, like, you know, we all get out the car at the same time. He pulls out the gun and starts shooting in the air. You know, I'm shook. I'm like, hold on, hold on. That wasn't the plan. Everybody scurries. The girls run away. We get back in the car. And my thing is, like, nigga, you've turned it into something completely different. Because now you have... they could retaliate and tell they exactly. folks. Exactly. And they were like, that y'all tried to shoot us. Y'all were trying to shoot us. But my thing, <sighs> I said all that to say in relation to the Megan thing is. It might not be a love affair. No, I'm saying, like, that bullet went somewhere yeah you walking you getting out of the car shooting and that bullet went somewhere that bullet could have really got one of us or one of them sicko and i'm like you know what i have to gracefully bow out i can't be out in these streets oh participating in this ghetto shit (laughs) can you how am i gonna explain that to my mom she thinks i'm over at my friends for the weekend i've already rallied up a fight that was one thing but (laughs) there were guns that could have went terribly wrong terribly wrong okay i'm glad you're here to tell about it beware of the company you keep that and that's and that's, that's that on that oh lord because you don't know somebody might be holding packing and clearly daystar was and it's like my nigga put the gun down like uh, why are you using the gun on me exactly like defend my honor don't kill me shoot me up oh god lord thankfully. he's a sick nigga we need to take him off of the um, playlist. playlist. I'll that I'll be doing that. Take That's him easy. Off. Yeah. That's take him sorry, off the, sorry, Daystar. You ruined it. Take him off it. of the playlist. You ruined your chances of having us listen to your music. Right. You're really canceled for that. So yeah, 
Is that all the tea this week? That's it. Okay. Short and sweet. Yeah. Um, But what isn't all the tea is that we need you to make sure you write and review the podcast. We do. Tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. It's very, very important. When you rate and review, it's like leaving a little Yelp review. It's it, exactly like that. Yeah, it's credibility. And it um, essentially allows this podcast to get in the ears of another homegirl who's looking for some good shit to listen to. It does. So to show our appreciation, Brittany's going to read our review of the week. So this review comes from Jordan Sierra. She says, Sierra! This beat is automatic. Supersonic. Hypnotic. Funky fresh. So I was watching um, Sierra YouTube videos yesterday. Oh. Um, When she first hit the scene. Yeah, Goodies was a banger. Yeah. And that little wet moppy wig, she was working that. She was working it. Okay. That, she kind of gave me J-Lo, Beyonce, and a hybrid she when she first really, came out. She was really working it. Young C, CC was working it. That body. Yeah, she had little smaller boobs, too. I'm like, did you get breast implants, Sierra? She might have got yeah. a little work. She got some good ones. The though. enhancement. She got some good ones, for the sure. enhancement. Okay, so five-star chicks deserve five stars, period. I've been listening to this podcast since October when things started just falling apart one thing after the other. And when I tell you this being the first podcast I found looking for a black woman-based podcast, and I have been hooked since. So hooked, I had to become a soul sister on Patreon. Welcome. I made sure I was caught up listening to all 155 episodes and counting. Every week, y'all tell us to rate and review. Although I don't do it all the time, I understand the push. You two have inspired me to start my own podcast, so I get that these ratings and reviews mean everything. Although y'all are West Coast mommies, this East Coast mommy says, stays caught up and peeping all the spots to go to when I get to Cali. Hopefully another live show in the future. I love a sisterly drag when necessary. The random songs, the jokes, the series are golden. The work you two are doing. I said series, not Siri. <laughs> um, the work you two are doing will go a long way. Pretty much 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. That's what we want to hear. I appreciate y'all so much like big sisters I never had from miles away. Much love and continued success. Thanks, boo-boo. Thank you, Jordan. We really appreciate you. This was a beautiful review. And thank you for joining us over on Patreon. We Speaking love to of see Patreon, that is another way mm-hmm. that you can support this show so patreon is an exclusive community where we provide additional content you know the mid-month check-in was so juicy the girls the comments we ain't (laughs) never got that many comments and i was trying to find a little segment to pull out as a little teaser it's too good it's too it's too it was too much information being from the beginning to the end i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't i was like there's nothing that i can put out onto the main platform and i would be too mm -mm. you would lose it i really would so oh my god Brittany, you chose the wrong part and if someone listens to it they're basically gonna know everything that happened and oh my god i'm so embarrassed so if you want to know um the tea, the down and dirty, the nitty gritty. Then Lord, join us over on Patreon because Germany's already told us that she's going to be sharing more. Oh Lord! So pressure. Um, yes, Patreon is where it's at. Like yeah. I said, bonus content, episodes. We have audio affirmation, audio affirmations, visual affirmations. We have some fun content that we're planning that'll be coming up. So. That information is down in the show notes, and we want to shout out our patrons. Yeah. Um, last week we forgot. But don't fret. We're here now. Because you're at the top of the list this week. So we have Carrie Ann. Hey, Carrie Ann. Melanie. Hey, Melanie girl. Miranda. Miranda. Ziani. Ooh, Ziani. Alexis. Alexis. 
Megana. Hey, Megana. That's pretty cute. And Laura. Hey, Laura. Welcome to the gang. Welcome, ladies. We appreciate you all so, so, so much. We're happy to have you. So, last week. Last week's episode. 155. 155. Was it? Or 156? It was 155. Okay. So last week's episode was 155. And affirmation that we shared was, I create my own reality. My thoughts are powerful tools. So in that episode, we discussed the concept of self-fulfilling prophecy, how it shows up in our lives and how to move past vicious circles of negative thought process and outcome. The, um, this episode really served as a gentle reminder that our thoughts are far more powerful than we think and ultimately we choose our reality. You do. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. So I, goody, I goody really enjoyed drop. that series, the You versus You series. A lot of self-reflection and self-awareness popping off Yes. with that one. So um. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. And that series is something that you can listen to time and time again. So time after time. So this week we are starting a new series. We are called Friend Goals. Friend Goals. So um, we're friends, best friends to be exact. <laughs> we are. And um, there's a lot of different things that go into friendship. So we thought that it would be fitting to talk about talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. So the first episode um, of the series, we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of friendships. The basics. The basics. The groundwork. Period. Okay. Because that's what we have to build the house on the on a strong foundation. Yes, we do. Can't just go out here making friends all willy nilly. So growing up, um. As a young pup up until now, were you someone who had like a lot of friends? No. Were you a social butterfly? Like what? Uh, I've also been, I've always been social, but I've always <clears throat> had a very close knit group of friends. Mm-hmm. Like I can socialize easily when I go out with people uh, very naturally. But when it comes down to my, my homies that I kick it with, I only usually have a few close friends. And honestly, even dating back to being a young pup. I recall I only had like two or three close friends. It was always like best friends with two homegirls or three girls. Same. It never went beyond that. Same. Like I can remember, I feel like my first friendship, our friendships I vividly remember are probably like fourth grade or. I remember third grade. I was friends. I was best friends with an Asian girl named Mai. (laughs) I don't remember. I think my best friend. And you know what? She was held back. She was. She really was. She Did was that a- affect the friendship? Because like at that point. No, but she was very, very tall. She was already oh. tall and I was much shorter than her. But we were besties, child. And then I had a white friend, Natalie, who was my bestie. She was Italian. Oh, okay. And I went to her house to play. Melting pop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to have a um, a Filipino best friend named Abigail. Cute, Abby. And um, her mom let her do whatever the fuck she wanted to do. And oh. I remember one time. Your mom wasn't. No. So I w- well, went over to her house. We were supposed to be at her house for the day. And her mom decided that we were going to take the BART to San Francisco. And so when it was time for me to come home, I was in San Francisco. And oh, Lord. my mom couldn't get in contact with me because I didn't have a cell phone at the time. It was fifth grade, I think. <laughs> and uh, You and baby girl Abigail were on the BART alone? No, her mom was there too. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the group fuck? trip. But the thing is, okay. that wasn't discussed. You know, black parents need to. Oh well, my black parent needs to know <laughs> the plan. What's going on? You know, where are you? Where, where are you, you guys? Where you taking my be? child? Where can right. I find you? 
So um, I was in San Francisco when I got back home. Yeah, it was not cute. She was oh, like, man. you know, you should be, you need to be letting people, you should not take anyone's child with, I'm like, oh God, now I'm embarrassed because you're cutting up, going hard on the mom. And now you can't come back over. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually we can't. But uh, yeah, Funny. Abigail. But yeah, I had, I've always had like a core, small, quaint group of friends Very throughout. Small each stage in life so elementary like one or two middle school probably five max three like a group of y'all that was besties that were besties well okay so we weren't even all besties it was like there would be a group of us and then within the group it's always like that yeah like Mm -hmm. the bestie the close the people i was close to yeah and um high school same thing High school was like the largest group, but it was still like broken into. Although there's one group who hangs out probably at like lunch. Yeah, it's still like you and your homegirls within group. the friend. Exactly. Yeah, same. Yeah. And um, yeah. You know what? I was the same way in middle school and high school. It was always just like two to three people, and then of course the core group. And you know, when I moved away and my mom bought a house in another city, <laughs> I did not want to make friends. It was just me and my sister, my sister and I. I'm like. Fuck this. I'm not making no new friends. We were living parallel lives because my mom did that too. I was we were living in Vallejo. I was going to Vallejo High School and they decided that they wanted to move to Stockton for the bigger homes, the cheaper homes. Exactly. And this happened in I was this in eleventh grade. We moved to Chino. I was in the eleventh grade Same. and I was in the middle of my eleventh grade year. Same, second semester. So you know, I had to pack it up and go. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I had already made it up in my mind. I am not going to be kikiing with these people. Right. I was sitting in the, my yearbook class at lunch. <laughs> people were trying to be friends with, befriend me, you know, like mm-hmm. be cool, the black people. And I was Same. just like, I'm not here to make friends. And I, I was, I had a plan. I told my mom, because my mom still was working in San Francisco. So there was a, that was the link to get back to the bay day in, day out. Right, right, right. So I was like, you know, mom, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. Yeah. I'm not making friends. I'm disconnected. Right. All, all the social events are happening that I'm missing out on. Yeah. And I just don't know how I'm going to be able to continue on. Like, I need to Period. go back. I need to go back. I need That's to have, essential for your child. That's yeah. their social livelihood. I'm Imagine like, that. I need my senior year experiences with the friends that I've had since middle school. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You want to uproot me mm-hmm. and put me here in Stockton, yeah. which is different. Yeah, Let's for just sure. keep it to Virgil's. Yeah. And um, it worked. Same. Senior year, she let me go back to my school. She drove me to Kayla's house every morning. I had to get up at 4 a.m., but she drove me every it morning. It was worth it. And I was sitting on the edge of Kayla's bed, bed like that cat every morning. <laughs> What, as she I would have been up, getting back in her bed. I did. Okay. As she woke up and prepared for school, I was in her bed under her covers. Because you were already ready. Yeah, and then her mom took us to school. Thank God. So, you know, I'm just thankful that my mom honored me <laughs> because when I tell you, I went to a school called Bear Creek and... <laughs> When I tell you, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all are already Charles to me. I don't fucking see you. And when I had, we had to take a little bus to like a little extra class. Mm-hmm. You can pick banking, fashion design. We're in the fashion designer. Well, initially I wanted to do the fashion design, but since I came to the school late, uh, you had to that get was, was already left. full. So I had I, banking. I went banking. Okay. I went banking. <laughs> and I learned some basic, I learned some good skills, how to balance a checkbook. And, you know, I really liked it because we did a, um, teller simulation 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 so you know i was feeling like a grown bitch yeah yeah and then yeah we did a little bit that of little um, peter griffin yeah we did a little bit of work at the bank oh, 
cute. So the thing is, they had to bust us mm. to that portion. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I was on the bus, but since I was black, I'm like, I'm still going to go to the back of the bus. I'm not going to sit in the front of the bus. <sighs> and so then that's when they were trying to engage with me for, for sure. And I would be on my phone with my friends. like Same. Talk to okay. Me, we talk literally to me. did the same thing. Let me tell you something. We all off topic, right. but it's still personal experience, y'all. This is why friends matter. Right. My mom decided to also go for the cheaper, larger home right. in the fucking in Chino. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. And she just sprung it on us. That girl is too spontaneous. She just said, she took us out to Fridays. We love, we used to love TGIF Fridays. Mm -hmm. She said, I just want to let y'all know I bought a house. And I'm like, mom, what? Wait. For who? I'm like, who'd <laughs> you buy it for? She's like, I bought a house. We're going to be moving next month. We're, we were in a quick escrow, Brittany. It was done in like 30 days. Oh, hell Like it was no. over Christmas break. It was like December 6th. I was leaving school and not going back to my school. I had to go get all my grades on my paper because, you know, you take all your grades that you have over to the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, y'all, my mom literally packing me up and moving. I was driving to Chino. Ooh, I oh, I just wanted to slap her. I knew ours was happening because the house was being built. I didn't know. Our, our house was built and we moved into it. I was like, yeah. mom, what did you do? I'm like, how could you make such a big decision without and not consulting and not incorporate us in the decision making process? She was like, I'm the mother. I'm taking care of it. Don't matter. But it's the three of us. Come on. Don't be inconsiderate. I agree. And I, you know, I was pissed. I would never do that to my kids. I was pit. I was hurt. I was very hurt. I so was then too. I moved to Chino. And let me tell you something about Chino at the time. I don't know what it's like now, mm -hmm. but mind you, this was at least fuck what over 10, 15 years ago. However long it was World. ago. Right. I was like 16, 17. Y'all do the math. Period. Chino had a lot of Latin brothers and sisters, Latino black brothers, Hispanics. Uh -huh. Okay. And my school, I'm going to tell you how, I don't want to say Mexican because that's just grouping it, but how right. Latin, Hispanic it was. The school was named Don Lugo. <laughs> Don Lugo. And the mascot was the Conquistadoras. That is not right. I was like, what the fuck? The Conquistadoras. I'm like, okay, this is not. So the you were like the minority. I it was the the yes there was like a two percent black person population it was like a, you could count the black people on your fucking hands I said mom low-key that's how I felt at Bear Creek too it like, was terrible and I came from an extremely diverse school so that same. was a fucking culture shock for me I'm like how is it only one group of people here that does make that makes no sense yeah and the fucking colors of the school were brown and yellow wow <laughs> I said, Mom, I just want to let you know, I told her, I'm not going, after I did the first semester, the second half of 11th grade, it was just me and Wook sitting together every day. At least you had your sister. Though. Thank God. That's when we became best friends. Uh, this is when we really bonded. That's when you guys bonded over trauma. We were, yeah, we were together every day. We, we lived in the same house. I drove us to school. We ate lunch together. We left school together. We came home together. So everything. before you guys had separate lives. More Very, separate. Yeah, you know, like, I hang out with my friends. She hang out with hers. Period. But we were like, huh, two peas in one pod, baby. I told my mom, hey, I just wanted you to know you ruined my life. I said the same thing. I'm not life's going been, back there. I would talk to my mom every night. Like, mom. Same. What's our plan? I was plan? being depressed. I'm like, what's our plan? I was plan? making myself depressed. Yeah, I'm like, what's our plan with initiating me getting back into my homeschool? I told her, just so you know, I'll be I'll be enrolling in homeschool studies. I will be doing home studies for senior year because I refuse to wear. The girls wore yellow and the boys wear brown to graduation. I said, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. And then, then she said, okay, fine. You can go to Rancho. So then I went to like Rancho, which was much more my speed. Okay. It was um, more diverse. I was driving me a wook to school every day. I'm like, we got to get on this 15, so baby. So you felt okay. 
Uh, hell yeah. I'm like, this is more my style. But long story short, I was talking to my friends on the phone too. And my friends that I built in childhood were the ones that I was sticking with. I wasn't making no motherfucking new friends. No, me either. Under no circumstance. And that's crazy that we had that mentality like as young pups because. I ended up making a couple friends though at Rancho. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because the school I mean, was more friendly. Yeah, I had, you know, a few to sustain me, but it was no no hanging out no, extra. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'll talk to you on our bus ride. <laughs> and that's that on, on the that. bus ride. So, I, did we even say that we're talking about friends today? Yeah, we, yeah, did. we did. Okay, sorry for the long uh, intro. Derail. It was a derail, but it makes sense. It's a perfect tie-in because there's different stages of friendships and I the first stage of friendship is acquaintances or associates, and I did not get past that stage at the new school. Right, I was Creek. adamant about not getting past that stage, and basically, what an acquaintance or an associate is is like, I know of you. Yeah, people but you knew don't of know me. me. I knew of them, but that's where it began and that's where it ended. We love to say that. So it's like a colleague, a sorority member not saying like someone who's in your chapter, chapter. gang gang but right. like i know that you're also a soror right a co-worker these are people that you have occasional contact with and you have very general knowledge like you know their name you may know their major you know who they hang out with you might even know where the motherfuckers work because social media you know we put those kind of basics on there yeah but um i've stumbled across your page yeah like i know of you you may yeah. know of me sometimes they don't even know you you know sometimes we be like oh i know who that is um yeah but in order for this to evolve past the acquaintance or associate stage both people both people both must no. agree that it's worth getting to know each other at a deeper level before the relationship can progress mm-hmm. so if y'all both are like okay yeah let's Get to know each other more. See what what it fucking do. Yeah. Then that's when you'll be more than an associate or an acquaintance. If it ain't both of y'all mutually agreeing, then it's going to stay right there. And that's what it was. I was the one not mutually <laughs> agreeing. I'm like, we're, we're going to stay acquaintances. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing else with y'all. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Period. So that I can make find my way back to my <laughs> home school. <laughs> Find my way the fuck back. Y'all, wanted to take a quick break to tell you about Green Chef. So Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They have it all, baby. They have paleo meals, plant-powered meals, keto meals, and balanced living meals. And listen, I got the plant-powered meal delivered to my doorstep on a Monday morning and that just made my my week easier off top Mm -hmm. the I love it because the ingredients come pre-packaged portioned mostly chopped cut ready to go so all you have to do is follow the recipe whip it up and have your meals for the day yes I too um opted for the plant-powered box this was perfect because I told you I went on a little vacation. I didn't go grocery shopping and Green Chef was at the door waiting for me. I didn't have to go to the grocery store. They had everything in sustainable, recyclable packaging, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, you know, it's good for the environment. So kudos there. And it did basically Green Chef has something for everybody. They There's do. There's a wide variety of clean ingredients. You can feel good about what you're eating and what's going on your table, baby. Yes. 
No sick shit. No sick shit. Very good. Like Germany said. The Jamaican fried rice was to and die for. you know, for. when you were making that, I was <sighs> like, oh my God, that wasn't in my box. But I did have the the Thai stir fry. Mm. The peanut, spicy Thai peanut stir fry, which was hella good. Yes. And I was tempted to be like, um, are you going to eat all of that rice? Because I told you you could have came over and got some. I know, but you know, I was going through something. <laughs> but it looks so good. It's so tasty. It looks so good. And I can vouch for the meals that I got. They were all so good. So you guys will definitely not be disappointed with Green Chef. And because we love y'all, we have a little something, something for you. So you can use the code BRAVADO80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com backslash BRAVADO80 to redeem and get more details. Again, that is the code BRAVADO80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com backslash BRAVADO80 to redeem and get more details. Yes, you deserve a little ease this week, babies. You definitely do. Treat yourself. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. 
Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like the narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving Boost from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. 
Yes. So after you transition from an acquaintance and you've agreed, hey, we both like each other. We want to hang up, hang out and meet meet a little more frequently. Mm -hmm. This is um, basically where the interactions are planned. Right. It's likely we're saying, hey, let's get a little coffee. Hey, let's get a little tea. Right. There's a bonding factor in this stage that revolves around common interests and activity, common interests and goals. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, we both like skating. Yeah. Or we both like running. Yes. We bo- Whatever the activity is, you both enjoy it and can agree that this is something that you both like doing together. And you can bond over that. Mm-hmm. So in this stage, people are personally invested in, e- in each other. They are aware of each other's achievements and they give praise and support. However, they are not emotionally invested in one another. I have this a lot with like um, maybe like Instagram friends. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, a lot of gassing up. There's praise. There's support there. But I might not know the intricate details of, like, the emotional trauma or, or shit you might be going through. Not even real if it's life, trauma, trauma. Real life. Real yeah. life things that happen. Maybe on the surface, sometimes we have some generic conversations where it's, like, praying for you, sis. Or, right, right, I know right. that's tough. Or you had a hard week. I'm here for you type vibe. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, a lot of that on Instagram. Yeah, this can also be people who you do hang out with, like, in person Mm -hmm. but there's something that deters you or prevents you from really connecting with them yes or um, wanting to be more connected to them to where it can progress to the next level so sometimes um when you're like having these frequent interactions with people because of shared interests and values or whatever um Sometimes you might you get to see people's true colors, right? You might see Shining their through. yeah. You see like their um, character, how they their engage morals, with other people, yeah. And then their ethics. Oftentimes, um, one person may not be able to handle the other's undesirable qualities, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I'm gonna keep you right here in this pocket," you right. know? Like as far it's cool. as I can throw you by, yeah. Like kind of like a club friend. Like it's cool. Like I love hanging, going out, going out with you to the clubs, you know, on Friday to Saturday, but that's where our relationships begin and end. I'm not gonna tell you like how I'm really feeling mm-hmm. mentally or emotionally. I just want to have fun, and then you know we just go on and it, it, we keep it right there. Yeah. I used to group my friends like that, like more like the primary, secondary, tertiary friends Mm -hmm. and that vibe, which is essentially the same thing that we're kind of talking about here. Like I and it was really hard for me to intermingle my friends like like my club homegirls come with my real homegirls, my homegirls who I have like intimate bonds with. It's kind of like, ooh, this don't really blend because when there's intimacy there. We, we, we likely to talk about whatever and the nature of the relationship is different. Right. Versus when I'm with my club homegirls, it's likely surface, some key keying going on, but yeah. it ain't no depth. And it's likely that we're not hanging out on the casual fly when we're not doing something that's around, sur- surrounding fun or a common or... activity. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas when I'm with my regular homegirls, we could just chill and do nothing. Like have some shams, watch Moesha. Little, little, little to little no pressure. To nothing. Yeah, I've had a in the past. I've had an issue with um, not compartmentalizing, like trying to make someone who was supposed to just be a club friend into a close friend. Close friend, mm-hmm. and that's when the true colors were revealed. Yeah, and I'm like, this See, is why bitch, I should have kept you. This is I- why I should have kept. I should have kept you somewhere where no one could find you. Yeah, no one being me. I had that experience because too. it was like. um there's some 
flaws mm-hmm. with character that mm-hmm. don't allow us to be the kind of close or intimate friend that I would like. Yeah. Although you're great to hang out with, have fun with, you know, get wild and shit. It needs to begin and in there because no. And then at that point, I got to cut you all the way off because now I just don't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, I should have kept you in that box. Yeah. Because I tried to extend it. So, um, yeah, the, uh, that was the, um, the casual friend. Yeah, casual friend. The casual friends. The next one is the close friend. Mm-hmm. So these close friends, um, they understand you. These type of relationships, you're invested in each other personally and emotionally. You share more information with each other and you're aware and familiar with each other's family members and intimate relationships. Often in these relationships, you help each other achieve life goals, which is important. And um, you've seen each other at their best and at their worst, and you've stayed around regardless. There's no judgment. And at this point, this is when you begin to truly understand each other. Yes. So... Come on, close friends. Close friends um, definitely have some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been my close friends for hella long, like years. Because, I mean, not saying that it has to be hella long for everybody. Everybody has different, you know, time frames. But for me, it usually takes me a little time to like open up and become emotionally invested in people. Like I'm not someone who's automatically emotionally invested in, in people. So it usually takes me longer to form close friend relationships. Yeah. I had a couple of, you know what? I will rather, I will say that, um, I'm trying to decide. Like I had a couple of coworkers like Bex love Bex to pieces, mm-hmm. you know? And I would say she's a little more than my casual friend. She's probably a close friend. Like, I like her a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. And you guys have taken it past the surface. Yeah, past the surface, and I really enjoy her. So I have a couple close friends, and and speaking of which, some of my – um best friends in the past have transitioned to close friends they've digressed yeah <laughs> you it's know like what I'm saying? And, and that happens rather. too regressed yeah regressed. that's happened to me too like we were probably super close in middle school or high school and now we're not as close yeah so yeah it was now a regression yeah now we're um close friends and i think that's okay and started off as close friends have you heard that song um it sounds is that little baby it's oh one yeah, of it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a couple of close friends too. Like I said, my my, I don't want to say my ex best friends, but people who I was once close with now have become my close friends. So I got a handful of those and some coworkers who've, you know, become my close friends. So yeah, mm-hmm. the next stage. This is where it gets to the, the real heart heartfelt. Yes, is your intimate friends. These people are connected soul to soul. So this stage is attained over time through shared experiences and most important through vulnerability. That's the key here. Yeah, it is through vulnerability that a friendship reaches this stage. At this level, one has shared their deepest secrets, such as their biggest insecurities and their biggest fears. It is from um, this level of intimacy that friends become connected soul to soul, the soulmate vibe. Yeah, and they commit to each other's development. Um, you commit to uh, the development of your character as people, and this is the stage where one is considered a true friend. Indeed. Period. Yeah, I only have um one of these at the moment. I have two. <laughs> Lucky you. Two for like you. Like three. Okay. But 
too, main, mainly. Yeah. And yeah, intimate friendship. See, you know, the thing that scares me about the intimates is they damn near seem irreplaceable. Cue the Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, I can't, I can't afford to be losing the intimate friends. <laughs> irreplaceable. No, you seriously. I cannot be afforded to be losing the intimate friends because like they said. Rarely do you get to this Rarely stage do you get bitch. to this stage. And the intimate friends are very hard to come by. They you are. can have a close friends, acquaintances. It is different though. But the intimate is fucking different, okay? It is because different. like they said, you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hella vulnerable. And so I only have a select few people <laughs> that I'm vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like it's hella easy to be vulnerable, but it's easier to be vulnerable with my intimate friends. Yes. So if they get stripped away from me, okay, bitch, I cannot. <laughs> They're not getting stripped I away. I cannot. No, I feel you. The intimate are hard to come by. Thank God for the intimates. My God. <laughs> my God. I'm just going to say it. The close friends are cool too, but the intimate hit different. The intimate hits the different. The intimate sure. hits different. People um, were all in, in my DMs talking about, I love you guys' friendship. On my birthday? Yeah, they're like, I love you. I'm like, I know, me too. I love it too. Thank God for it, shit. Even though you post sick-ass videos of me? I don't always. The videos don't be sick. Number one, you know the one that I didn't post was the one with the boots. Anyway. that one is so funny, so. Yeah, the intimate friendships are really key. Um, And as we go through the series, don't don't fret if you feel like you may have a hard time or you don't have any. As we go through the series, we're going to be talking about some skills and ways to foster and nurture mm-hmm. to um hopefully hopefully obtain intimate friendships because like we said they're really essential yes, to they me are. they're essential in friendship is essential to the soul period <laughs> chicken soup is what they say yeah intimate friendships are chicken soup for the soul they are and uh yeah yes they're important mm-hmm. so so okay Moving on. So psychologytoday.com had a nice little article up about friendship and essentially states that to call someone a friend, the relationship must be long lasting. It must be positive and it must involve cooperation. That's basically the three legged stool that friendship rests on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are a couple ingredients to friendship that we're going to just break down and this will help you know, like, Hey, bitch, do you have a friend or a frenemy? Sometimes we'd be calling these people friend and it don't be, having the components of a friendship yeah i'm like sometimes when people are talking i'm like how are y'all friends like how is that mm. your friend it seems like there's a disconnect yeah there's something there or not there yes so the first ingredient of friendship is time so the more time we spend with our friends this is talking hanging out nurturing the relationship the closer we become right investing time into the relationship lays the foundation and it allows us to cope with whatever the future might hold and that could be things like layoffs these niggas fucking us over. My God. You know, a traumatic event. So when times get hard, you know you have someone to Lilo with, to lean in and lean Essential. on with. You feel me? Because I would definitely be leaning back. <laughs> doing rock away. Hello, I need to, I need help. Can I lean? Because the bitch is broken. <laughs> the trust fall. Yeah. Can I trust fall on you, mama? You know what's so funny? Brittany and I, we met, um, in some trying, trying time during the trying time okay we met. we did we were sorority sisters mm-hmm. and um it's crazy to think like at one point we didn't know each other at one point we were acquaintances one, at one point we were strangers bitch that's crazy though and then we became acquaintances 
and then we became close friends and then we became no then we were kind of casual friends oh yeah yeah then we were casual friends then we were close friends and now we're intimate we kind of went from honestly we went from acquaintance to cat to close it was an expedited process yeah acquaintance close intimate Mm, but after we got offline we were just kind of like no 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 we were casual after we got offline we were just kind of like hanging out every now and again touching base keeping base and then one thing led to another and then it's like <laughs> not the one thing led to another <laughs> one thing led to another now we're inseparable mm-hmm. but my whole thing is that time right your friendship is like a fruit a very unripened fruit when you first meet somebody so the more and more you nurture it and you're you know you doing have the to invest to foster, time yeah yeah it's like okay it builds the trust and yeah. everything else that comes with developing a healthy relationship time and yeah it it and we don't we don't mean time just in years we mean literal time. time yes time time because that's that's how the intimate relationships form because there are people that are close that maybe could be intimate if the there was more was time it. yes yes but yes. i only talk to the same two people the intimates <laughs> um every day the fact that we're calling them intimates. the intimates the germany, intimates germany and kayla mm-hmm. And I'd be talking on the phone with Kayla. We'd be on the phone for three hours a damn day, two to three hours a day now that they've gotten us working from home. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, time is key. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Another ingredient of friendship is amplifying the positive. Mm-hmm. So human activities like laughing, singing, dancing, and storytelling, a few of my faves. Yes. These are things that we do with our friends that trigger endorphins and oxytocin. The neurotransmitters that make us feel good and bond us to one another. Mm-hmm. So those are all activities that I like to do with my friends for sure. The dancing, all of it. No, just Everything all of it. that makes you feel like, damn, I could be myself. We have a good time. And that's probably why this quarantine is depressing. Because I haven't been able to re- release endorphins and oxytocin. With your people amongst one another? Yeah. Yeah. It's been on pause. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there's been a lack of endorphins and oxytocin release. Then you know what we have to do? We have to get outside and release. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm just saying like if it's going to be hiking, if it's going to be dancing in the park. Yeah, you have to create your own experiences because it's depressing. Yeah, but um, amplifying the positive, feeling good when you're with people. This is key. This is really key. And you know what? This is the part of me that loves being with my intimate. I only have one. (laughs) With my intimate, because we just be kicking it, doing like literally nothing, but we be laughing all the time and having a good time, yeah, dancing, listening to music, watching TV, whatever it is. It's like, okay, endorphins have flown. And that's probably why people like this podcast, because we laugh, we sing, we tell stories. We do. And <laughs> we're amplifying the that's positive. That's why, and you know, they be like, you're my friend in my head. Mm-hmm. That's because they're releasing the endorphins, endorphins and the oxytocin. oxytocin. And we're getting bonded with each other. Yeah, we're all bonded here. Period. You just had a therapy, a light bulb moment. A science, just a little bit of science. Yes. Okay. So lastly, the last ingredient is cooperation. Now, this is a big one. Okay, because being helpful and able to rely on each other during times of crisis, this is how you work together with your friends, right? In your your friend's pain and in their troubles, it's really our duty and our responsibility to be there. Mm -hmm. If you're not there for me, bitch, what are you? Yeah. What are you? You're nothing. You are nothing. So when this element is missing or if it's one-sided, because that's different, um, then the friendship typically diminishes and fades away. This is the... um, That makes sense. Yeah. 
you're the only one pouring into the relationship. You're the only one being there for one another. You pulling up at their house all the time. Yeah. You know you're the only, you're the only one, one calling. calling. You're the only one texting. You're the only one initiating events and hangouts. Yeah. You feel me? You're pouring from the empty cup. Right. And when they're not there for you, you feel like, damn, this is the piece that gets me. This is the piece that really drags me by the pussy lips. You're, it you're, just grabs my clit and says, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It grabs no, my clit. for real. I would be feeling the same. It doesn't. Like it says, it typically diminishes away because you know what? You fade away here and you start to go explore. Elsewhere. And yes, nurture other relationships that might become your intimate. Yeah. Or your intimates if you're lucky, if you're blessed. Yes. So on an average, research shows that most of us have about five people in our lives who meet these three criteria, which would essentially make them like a close friend. Yeah. Um, and these are the people that we consider our close friends. You know, you have the time that you spend with them. You guys have um, good time when you're together, when you're spending time. And you know that when shit gets rough and it hits the fan, you can call on them. And that, that explains why my intimates are my intimates. Period. Because... There's time. Time, time. For sure. Yeah. There's um, positivity. positivity for sure. Mm-hmm. We uplift. Yes. We uplift. Mm-hmm. And there's a cooperation. Dependable. Working together. I know that I can call and I'm going to get an answer or a response or, you know, and a solution. Helping me find a solution. <laughs> collaborative efforts. Collaborative effort for yes, sure. Collaborative efforts. So, yeah. Um, healthy friendships also need a blend of trust, compassion, empathy, and respect. Respect. It's the respect. It's the respect for me. Yes. Among other things to really grow and flourish. What What are some things that are like non-negotiables for you with a friend? Non-negotiables. Let's say, one of, how many you want to give? Three? Top five, top five? Of my own? Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go through the... With, they typically require. say are the requirements, but what are some for you that are just like, um, I need this for sure. Non-judgmental. Okay. She needs the non-judgmental factor. <laughs> um, she needs somebody who has sound advice, bitch. I have to be able to look to you and know that you're going to offer sound, great, fresh perspective. Okay. Because sometimes I don't be really knowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good. And trust. Trust. I got to trust you. So trust, fresh perspective, non-judgmental, and we got to be able to have fun together and turn up. Fun is key. Turn up. Those are mine. Okay. What are yours? What are your non-negotiables? My non-negotiables are trust. Yes. For sure. Top of the list. That's number one. Yes. Um, Dependable. Of course I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Trust, dependable, um, tap the fuck in. Yeah. Alert. Mm. alert i guess that kind of goes with the sound advice i need you to be like sane sound yeah level-headed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and i like to have fun too you gotta have humor you gotta have humor bitches a bitch is like to laugh you know and everything can't be the doesn't have to be serious and every i don't like everything to be serious like you know if if a bitch was a stick in the mud <laughs> you gotta be quick witty like yeah. that's what i like so those are my non-negotiables right there Let's throw off a few requirements. So here's a few requirements for a strong friendship. Strong. At the forefront, like we said, trust. Yes. A part of being a good friend is about respecting what is shared between you two. Between you two. The two that that are here now. Yes. And maintaining confidentiality no matter how significant. 
this is really important to me, like for real, for real. This looks like holding space, not mocking or laughing, listening with open ears and an open heart and not being judgmental about what is shared. Mm -hmm. If I feel like you're going to go tell what the fuck I said, I am not going to tell you shit. And at that point, there's no vulnerability. Like, yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah. Yeah. We're losing an element. Yeah. At that point, you're no longer my intimate. No. You're no longer my intimate. Like, I need to know that what I'm telling you with confidence is being held confidently. Mm-hmm. So, yes, trust is key. You know what I felt like? I feel like one of my friends was telling her husband. Probably was. Probably was. Wouldn't, and see, that's the thing with wouldn't me. Be, wouldn't and, be surprised. And that, that, that's important because some people think like, you know, it's my significant other. Like if I tell them. But your significant other still forms an opinion. And I don't want your significant other and knowing I my agree. teeth. And I agree. And the thing is, you're my friend. Your significant other is, is not. not. So right. things that I tell you, I do not want you telling your significant other. Period. I'm telling you. Yes. And then now your significant other knows that I'm broken in pieces. <laughs> you know, it's like, girl, I've shared that with you in secrecy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now they form an opinion and men, uh, men internalize and, and perceive things different than women. Especially They're certain harsher. men. They're like, I don't even want you hanging out with her. because Now what? once that floats around, then I know you've told him something. Yeah. I'm like, he don't want you to go out. Why? Because you done told him that I'd be hanging out doing exactly. shit. So you have to be mindful. Like, I know that there's some things that are shared, but like. Shit no, share I, the fun stuff. Share like, oh exactly. my God, Brittany got a promotion or, yeah. oh my God, um, I don't fucking know. Something that's like positive, uplifting, something that you would yeah, share amongst Yeah, but don't make company. my business pillow talk for you guys. It's nightcap. I feel like if you would share it amongst one another, then it can be shared. Something in good company. What do you mean? Like if Brittany would share it with you, then? Like if, mean? yeah, if we were all in the car together and we were all riding and it's like, um, I got a, this job or this nigga hollered at me when I was on the street yesterday or let me tell you about this. Something casual like surface. Mm-hmm. But the nit greedy like, bitch, this is what happened when I was in therapy yesterday. Or yeah, this hell is the, no. The deep work that I'm doing. Yeah, no. No. Absolutely not. Do not go back and tell, you sick bitch. Yeah. Okay. What Next else? is equality. So this is a biggie and I thought this was really good. Neither friend in the relationship should feel overshadowed by the other. So this looks like making decisions together and compromising so neither friend feels shut down. Perhaps maybe you're the more assertive friend or your friend is the more assertive friend or someone's a little more timid or shy and the person who's more assertive is always like, this is what we're doing. I'm making the decisions. We're going here. We're going there. We're doing this that way, period. Boom. And then the person who's a little more timid doesn't have the opportunity to speak up. They're just going with the flow. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So, and the person who's more timid also needs to have space held for their for them to say, hey, I don't like that. Yeah. And to not feel shut down if there's a, an alternative belief. Right. The bossy bitch. Right. Ugh. I don't like I bossy. I could never. Though. Me either. Like, no, we're making the decision together. What works for the collective? Like, what works for both of us? We can come to that conclusion together. And I think it's one thing if somebody, like me personally, uh, with certain things, I just be like, Brittany, you could decide. I don't care. I freely relinquish. Yeah, but it's not like I'm like, we're doing it, it this way. Yeah, like, no, taking it. No, it's not it. like that. It's mm-hmm. just you don't be wanting to figure it out. No, I don't. I trust your judgment. I'm like, she got it, Lord. This girl, so. I do. We'll I say she out, got we'll it. We'll be going out of the country. We'll be going out of the country, and I'm fucking looking, searching high and low for a place to stay. And I'm like, hey, Germany, this is what I found. Take a look at it. Go ahead and book it. No. <laughs> no. 
you need to go. You need to look through these pictures and read the reviews uh, like I did because I both because you don't are want us to get coin. there and I'd be like, well, this ain't what I thought it exactly. was. Exactly, exactly. No, I'll look quickly. I'm Take like, a okay, look. this looks good. This looks She'll good. Go and go for it. I'm like, no, <laughs> you go back. Yeah, and look at the shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, that looks good to me. Go for it. Let's get it. Where do when do I spend my money? Should I transfer now or is this a pay when we get there type vibe? What is it? Yeah, I like it. Okay, also, requirement for a strong friendship is compassion and empathy. Come on. Being there for your friend, for everyday things, and during crises. Because they're separate. They're separate. They're separate. They're separate. It's not like when you called me, when your car, when you needed something, I was there. Yeah. But when I just needed to, and you know what? This was a problem with Molly and Issa. Oh, come on. Talk about it. Bringing it back around to the homegirls. Yes. There was a lack of compassion and empathy. And just being there for there the was, everyday for the everyday, there was a lot of judgment present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the equality was off as well. Yes, we can yes, definitely we can definitely see that there were signs of that. Um, but sp- specifically with the compassion and empathy, your friends just need you to be there. Mm-hmm. Not saying you have to drop everything you're doing every single day because there needs to be room for that too. Everybody has different responsibilities. Like I know that. Um, Kayla's work from home schedule don't look like mine. And I also know that she's doing some virtual teaching with her child. Yeah. So I can't expect her to just be able to talk for five hours every single goddamn day because I'm over here doing what the fuck I want to do. Right, right, right. (laughs) Period. Um, But you want to remember your friend's special occasions and special days and greet them with warmth. That's when you do need to set aside time. It's a special affair. (laughs) And you are my friend and I'm expecting you. I know that things come up, but make effort. And you know, that's what I I appreciate about our relationship, our friendship, Mm -hmm. making it personal. Right. Is that there's expectations. And I feel like it's clear. It's like, oh, you already know what I expect from you. Don't show up with less than this. (laughs) Don't show up with less than this because then then that's when you get demoted, you know? I feel like that's like an easily demotion like... Bro, it's for sure an easy demotion for me. It is. It's like that when that piece is missing, the expectation, that's what that's what's one of my nego- non-negotiables. Expectations. I have expectations. Every relationship friends. should have expectations. Period. Just like we have expectations in our romantic relationships, we need to be having expectations in these friendships as well because they are an equally important relationship that yes. often gets placed on the back burner mm-hmm. and not held at the same significance as romantic partners but that's where you get fucked from the front and the back yes your girls are important <laughs> or your niggas whatever whoever friendships are important and people need to put in the same energy yes and that's what's lacking the energy yeah the energy is lacking it's the energy the lack of energy for me yes that is yes key. so uh-huh okay so the next step and not step, but the next requirement for a strong friendship would be honesty. So being honest, being dishonest rather, eats away at a relationship. Hell that's, yeah. That's all, it's any, automatic. It gobbles it up like Pac-Man. Any relationship, baby. That's the platonic and the romantic. Yeah. So being honest might be difficult and it might mean having more challenging conversations. But in the long run, the relationships will be stronger and they'll last longer. Sometimes you got to be like, girl, that's not the right fit. Or, you know, sometimes that's surface, you know. It has to be like, you got to do better. Honesty is an Level ex- up. For sure. Honesty is an essential piece for me. Uh, y'all know my intimates. Well, yeah. We keep calling it. Intimates, they are. 
you know that I require honesty. I be like, no, really, tell me what the fuck you think. Yeah, you mean tell me. me. <laughs> tell me what do you think because I don't want to be going outside. Yes. And I I realize that I cannot be close. I can't be more than acqu- acquaintance with people who don't like honesty because I feel like I'm not being true, mm-hmm. authentic. It's mm-hmm. like you over here, I'm letting you, like not letting you, but I'm just going with the flow, I guess, of some decisions where I can see that there's room where I can be honest and probably get a different outcome. I don't know, but it's just tough. And I, 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 I um, respect that. And I know that I can't be honest with everyone, but don't you for one second think that we're intimate or close if yeah. we can't be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just we're just going to leave the relationship at the surface. And that's cool. But and I think when you when you're honest with a with a friend or, or with an intimate, I don't want to say the intimate <laughs> It's the intimate for me. Um, I think when you have that level of honesty and, and there's like you hold space and there's respect or like, you know, it's not like you receive it. Well, you receive it. Well, it's not because, you like, know, it's coming from, from a, a place of love, a place of love. Right. It's like, yeah. OK, you ain't saying this just to drag me by the ass. Right. You're saying it because you see better for me or you want better for me or you want me to see a different perspective. perspective. You know, there. And I, and I just think that, like, that's a necessary step. If you're intimate with somebody or you trying to get intimate, you better be honest. You got to be honest. Nothing and like that's why dishonest. I appreciate my intimates, because. You guys allow me to be honest or you ask me and you really want to know the real. So I just say it. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, really? Yeah. Like the other day. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little shocked, but also <laughs> I, sometimes I'm not as shocked. I feel like it's just my dramatic personality. Yeah. Like I'm a little shocked, but then the other hand, I'm like, wow. Right. I feel like my drama makes it more shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm probably like a five and then my drama makes it a seven. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Got it. Yes. Okay, what else? Okay, so we also need um, independence. Come on, independence. All my women who independent, throw your hands up at me. So honoring personal space is a big factor in healthy and strong friendship. You shouldn't get upset that you aren't your friend's only friend or if they spend time with other people. You That's can't, childish. You can't be hogging people. That's so childish. That's and that wouldn't be fair. Immature. That wouldn't be fair. Some are like, you're my friend. I don't want you being nobody else's friend. Like, but people used to pull that shit. I know. That was like, a thing. Like You're my friend. You know, you cannot be. Oh, God. Or not being receptive to people's other's friends because you think that's just your friend. Like, bitch, hold on. Your friend wants to be my friend. I've had that happen before in, so, in situations. It's like, why are you being nasty? If yeah. I'm a good friend to you, why don't you think that I can be a good friend to someone else? And that's another sign of a good friend. Like. My two intimates are friends. We are. We're close friends. Period. Good friends. <laughs> that worked out well. So, yeah, it's great to have separate hobbies and other friends to spend time with. That's yeah. another good piece. Like, all because I'm good friends with my, inti- my intimate. My intimate has other hobbies than I have. You know what I mean? There's right. things that my intimate goes on. My intimate. This sounds like a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> my intimate. My other. Our girlfriend. <laughs> Like, no, but Brittany has her things that she likes to do. And then I go off and do some things. And sometimes I hang out with some acquaintances or some people. And sometimes Brittany comes, Brittany doesn't. And, you know, it's cool. We were saying that we probably should get a couple more friends, though. Yeah. Probably should. I think it would be healthy. I don't know how I'm going to get the motherfuckers. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. 
<laughs> as See, we go through here. the series. We're all here in the same boat. But maybe like maybe one or two. <laughs> no, 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 maybe one or two more. Um, I ain't, I don't know if I'm trying to get too close. I know. That's the thing. Like, because the thing is, I'm really content with the ones that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, our sores, a lot of our sores are our close friends. Definitely. Our sores are Chapter sores. Yeah. We're close friends. Close friends for sure. You know? I love those girls. Love them to pieces, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so maybe a few more casual friends. Yeah. I think more casual. Like, I don't really need any close or intimate because i don't i don't have the energy i really don't have the energy that, that it takes to exert to be i don't really have the time because i have my two intimates who i always talk to that's what i'm saying the time and then and my the other intimate will be like my nigga that's an intimate as well exactly so i have that i can't have that many now. intimates and then i have my mom like you know there's intimate the intimate slots are filled yeah so being quite honest intimates full but i definitely do have bandwidth and capacity for some more casual Casual, I have time for. Yeah, I have I have space for casual. Yeah, I has I definitely do. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. If I have like maybe a handful of casuals, a, a handful? handful of yeah, a handful. Because mind you, we're not hanging out every day. But it's like invite me to your shit. I'll invite you. And to that's mine. what I like with the casuals for. It gives me a variety of more things to do, more experiences. Yes. And that's what I like. I like experiences, and I feel like with um lesser casuals that limits the experiences. And I'd be like, I'm bored. I want to do something. That's and it's why like, you know what? If my casuals damn near my shit be all wrapped into one if they're not available then i don't have anything to do right so. I, you know what the casuals needs to come off instagram and into real life okay because i feel like that's where a lot of people have casual friends like you know it's like oh we're friends on social we see each other out like we got to hang out with our casual social friends Mm-hmm. in real life like let yeah. me pull up on you let's hop out let's go to get something lunch right 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 and, yeah, and yeah. start fostering a more casual relationship we ain't got to get deep and talk about no, your nigga no, problems and all not. of that of course not because i'm already doing that with my intimates right my intimate shit so yeah yeah the fundamentals of friendship i feel like this gives us a solid ground to assess our current relationships and yes. we can use this as a framework framework yeah tool to help us when we're encountering new new friendships yes tools for your toolkit i think this is good i think this is good i think this is going to be a fun series i think so too we we talk about friendship very easily and we're friend goals baby yeah friend goals baby yay so um like always if you're feeling this episode share it on your Mm -hmm. instagram story share it with a friend Oh, yeah, with a friend or a casual or acquaintance, whatever you want to give it to. You can share it. With this, you can spread it far, far yeah. and wide. Far and wide, baby. Ain't no limit this. to this. Don't no cap. cap. No Master P. Yeah, and let us know what you thought, what you think about it. And we will see you next week. Alrighty. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.